John chapter 14, 16 to 18. John chapter 14, 16 to 18. And this is what the Word of God says. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Amen. Amen. Last week, we started a brand new series on the Holy Spirit. No, last week, we, we, we talked about, we kicked off the series with one of the, I guess, more difficult ideas of the Bible, which is the doctrine of the Holy Trinity, that there is one God, one God in essence, but within that one God, there are three persons, God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They are all one being, but they all have different roles in what they do as God. And as I said last week, if you, if you walked out with more questions than answers, that's okay. That's okay. The goal, of, our underst- the goal of, of what we do in church is not to get a complete understanding. Like, if you need complete understanding to believe, then you don't have faith. You don't need faith. See, that's where faith comes in, to believe in things that we can't see and believe in things that maybe we don't completely understand as well. But I'm just, we're just going to keep going. We're going to start in really focusing on the Holy Spirit. And, and tonight what I want to do is I want to look at, uh, and I've called this sermon, the role of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so you've got God the, the, God the Father, and you've got Jesus the Son, and then you've got the Holy Spirit. And, and, and the question that I want to ask today is, what does the Holy Spirit do? You know, when you meet someone for the first time, one of the first questions that you ask them is, what do you do? I love it. Um, I love my um, Aussie tradie friends. And I remember first time I've heard this question, this guy comes up and goes, hey, what do you do for a crust? I said, what do I do for a crust? And for some of you, you're like, what? what? <laughs> and what that means is, is, what do you do for a living? Meaning, what do you do to earn money to buy bread? Do you get it? Crust, bread. Okay. What do you do for a crust? And so if I meet someone new, I'm going to ask them, you know, what's your name and what's your family like? And then I'm going to ask them, what do you do for a living? And there are so many times when you ask them and they go, oh, I'm a, you know, I I work at, I met a guy yesterday and he was like, yeah, I work at ANZ, I'm a strategic analysis finance manager. And I said, so what do you actually do? (laughs) You know, I think so many times, so many times it's like that with the Holy Spirit. So many times it's like that with the Holy Spirit. We go, what does the Holy Spirit do? Oh, well, the Holy Spirit's God. And the Holy Spirit um, comes because we keep singing, come Holy Spirit. You know, it's like, it, does it go? Does it come? Like, what, what is it? What's going on here? You know? But we know ideas about the Holy Spirit. But, but what does the Holy Spirit actually do? See, sometimes when we, when we think about the Holy Spirit, I think we, we, we're very misinformed about the role of the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit does. And one of the greatest misconceptions about the Holy Spirit is that the way that the Holy Spirit works is a very mystical way and that we can't understand it and we can't really fathom it. And it's kind of just like, "Mm, over there, 
and our understanding is over here. So, well, you know, you know, sometimes we, we, we treat like the Holy Spirit like an X-Men character. You know, got like these superpowers that we don't really understand or control. But what happens is when we, when we start treating the Holy Spirit in that kind of uh, mystical way, and I'm not, I'm not saying that there aren't areas of the Holy Spirit that are mysterious, but when we start thinking that the Holy Spirit is mystical, then what happens is we're not drawn to the Holy Spirit in terms of like we'd love to get to know the Holy Spirit more, but we actually, we, we actually get pulled away from it because it's like, well, I can't understand the Holy Spirit, so why bother uh, trying to understand? But what I want to show you tonight is that I think the Bible's not as mystical as we think in terms of the role and the movement of the Holy Spirit. And uh, my prayer tonight is that as I share some of these roles of the Holy Spirit with you, that your understanding of how the Holy Spirit works would become a little bit better, and through that, that you would be drawn closer to the Holy Spirit. Uh, as said, all of these are, are from the Bible. These are not from my own personal experience of the Holy Spirit. Um, I think the Bible tells us clearly some of the roles that the Holy Spirit plays. So I'm going to go through this. There are six. Actually, there's more, but I want to just focus on six, okay? Uh, the first one is, is the Holy Spirit regenerates. Can everyone say regenerates? regenerates. Someone told me that if you want more audience participation, you have to let them participate. And I said, okay, amen. Okay. <laughs> the term regenerate means to give new life. If you're writing notes, it's a great one, right? Regenerate means give new life to dead things. And this is what the Holy Spirit does. It gives new spiritual life to spiritually dead things. Okay? John 3, 5, 7. Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. And this is Jesus talking about conversion about new life, regeneration. We were spiritually dead. We were spiritually dead because of our sinfulness, but it is the work of the Holy Spirit that regenerates new life in us. Romans 8, 11, And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of His Spirit who lives in you. Remember last week how I, I told you some of the, the distinction within the, the Holy Trinity. God the Father initiates salvation. Jesus the Son accomplishes salvation. But it is the Holy Spirit that applies salvation into your life. Meaning that it is the Holy Spirit that, that brings about new spiritual life when we gain salvation through Christ on the cross. The Holy Spirit regenerates new life. That's the first role of the Holy Spirit. The second one is, is the Holy Spirit empowers. Everyone say empowers. Some of you are a little bit slow. Let's, you know, let's get the timing right. The second role of the Holy Spirit is to empower 
people. Luke 24, 49 says, I'm going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. When the Holy Spirit is in us and when the Holy Spirit works in us, He gives us spiritual power to live the life that God wants us to live. And it's this power that allows us to do things that we could never do on our own. It's this spiritual power. There's this quote that I read while I was reading this week. Spiritual power is the divine energy God is willing to express in and through us and the divine authority needed to carry out the work God has called us to do. You know, there are times as a Christian we need more strength to do what we need to do. For example, most basic one, love one another. Man, if we could do that on our own strength, right? How hard is it to love one another? But it's the work of the Holy Spirit that is inside of us that gives us the power to do two things. He gives us the power to look beyond and to love one another. But He also gives us the power to control ourselves when we need to, when, when we feel like not loving one another. And I think it's this power, it's this power and that authority that the, that the Holy Spirit gives us, it gives us access to this power. You know, without the Holy Spirit, without the presence of God, the, the, the presence of the Spirit in our lives, we can't do what we do. We, we, we will struggle to live holy and, and, and sanctifying life. And not to say that we're perfect, but even the little that we do, it would be close to impossible. The Holy Spirit empowers us to keep going when we need to keep going, but also gives us enough power to resist when we need to stop. The Holy Spirit empowers. Thirdly, the Holy Spirit purifies. Everyone say purifies. 1 Corinthians 6, 11, And that is what some of you were, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. The Holy Spirit purifies us. The word holy, you know, the, the word holy itself means set apart. Set apart, meaning uh, set apart from the impurities of this world. See, that's what one of the, 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 the things that the Holy Spirit does. It, it, it makes a distinction in our lives, what is holy, what isn't holy. And it gives us, and we go back to empowers, gives us the strength to make a decision to choose holiness. When we throw out the impurities in our lives, as the Holy Spirit helps us to do so, our lives become pure. You know, sometimes when we think about purity, we think about it's, it's, a, it's a destination and it's a goal that we need to run to. We need to run to purity. But actually, the, the, the image of purity is the opposite way. It's not, about, it's not about trying to gain purity. It's actually about cutting out the impurities that are in our lives, and that's what makes us pure. It's not about trying to find something. It's about trying to disconnect yourself from the impurities in our lives. And that's how we become clean, clear, and washed. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. He purifies us. Fourthly, the Holy Spirit reveals. Everyone say reveals. 
One of the ways that the Holy Spirit purifies us is that He reveals to us what is the truth and what is right and wrong. John 14, 26 reads this, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Have you ever been in a situation where you get this funny feeling that what I'm doing is wrong? No? Okay, we just got holy people in this place. You know, for me, there's so many times where I'm like, is this right? Is this wrong? And you get that funny, like that, that inkling inside of you, like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Or maybe I shouldn't have stolen that. Or maybe I shouldn't have punched that person. Or maybe that was wrong. And you know what? The world will call it what? A conscience right? But as spiritual people, we believe not in a conscience because what good conscience do you have to decide for yourself, oh yeah, 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 that was right and wrong. We don't have that distinction. We don't have that ability. But it's the Holy Spirit that works within us. And can I tell you, and, and, and you know, I've heard this before and I, I completely agree with it, that conscience that works within Christians is the work of the Holy Spirit. It's, re- it's, it's, it's God revealing His truth to you. The Holy Spirit gives evidence to God's presence in our lives. 2 Peter 1.21, for prophecy never had its origin in the human will. Oh, that's, a, that's a big line and I'm not even going to go into that today. But prophets, though humans, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. You know, the whole Bible, right? The Bible, the Word of God, right? The Bible was written by man. And everyone goes, what? Isn't it God's Word? But the Bible was written by man through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit in the person, in the author of that Bible. And that's why we say that the the whole Bible was written by man and by God. But it's, it's, it's the work of the Holy Spirit that was with each and every one of these writers, these authors, that God, that, that God put inside of these authors to inspire that writer to write God's Word. And that's how, God, that's how the Holy Spirit works. He reveals inside of us what God's will is. And for sometimes, sometimes for us, that's a massive comfort and an affirmation of what we're doing. Good job. You keep going. And sometimes for us, it's the other way. It's like, yo, what are you doing? Yo, that's not what God wants you to do. And sometimes it can be confronting and can be quite confrontational. But it's God's truth. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. It reveals God's truth in us. Fifth, the Holy Spirit comforts. Everyone say comforts. John 14, 16, 18, and I'll ask my father, And he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be with you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. These are the the words spoken by Jesus. And you've got to understand the context of these words. These are the words that are spoken by Jesus to his disciples on the night before he was betrayed, on the night he was betrayed. John 13, right? Jesus just washed the feet of the disciples. They just had their last meal together. And and Jesus is telling them, guys, I'm going to go. We're going to separate. I'm going to die. And I don't know about you, but if I was one of the disciples of Jesus and Jesus is telling me that, I'd be freaking out. And these are the words that Jesus speaks to them. 
In their toughest time, Jesus is saying, hey, but don't worry. Why? Because I will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be with you. One of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to give us comfort, especially in times of need. How? How does the Holy Spirit do that? Well, we go back to Holy Spirit, the revealer. The, re the revealer reveals to us the presence of God. See, the disciples would have been reminded as the Holy Spirit was revealing who God was and the plan of God, was that the, the, the disciples would have been reminded that this was all part of a big picture, a big plan. And that Jesus dying on the cross wasn't the end, but was actually the beginning of eternal life. And in the same way, we are reminded by the Holy Spirit in times of confusion, in times of distress, in times of hardship and struggle, we are reminded that, that, that God the Father has made a way, that Jesus the Son has bridged the gap, and the Holy Spirit will help us back home. Ephesians 1, 13 to 14 reads this, And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. What an amazing comfort that is for whoever is going through whatever in your life to know that the Holy Spirit is in us. It's a deposit guaranteeing. What's a guaranteeing? The inheritance of eternity in us. To know that no matter what we're going through, the Holy Spirit's just hanging around us, is inside of us, and He's reminding us, hey, there's a whole eternity waiting. What a comfort that is. And finally, the Holy Spirit, the role of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit unifies. Everyone say unifies. Finally, the role of the Holy Spirit is not just, just regenerate new life, but with that new life creates new community, and we call this community church. Acts chapter 2, verse 1 to 4, when the day of Pentecost, now the Pentecost was a Jewish festival, they were all together in one place, suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to, to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now, let me just tell you before you try to go and start speaking different tongues and going off on that tangent, I'll address this in two weeks when we talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So don't get freaked out yet, okay? But here's the thing, that's, that's this beautiful picture of the Holy Spirit coming to the first, not one person, to the community, to the believers that were all together. And, and let me jump to verse 44 and show you the outcome of the Holy Spirit's work in that place. Verse 30, 44, all the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. The work of the Holy Spirit 
unifies, unifies the people. And it's within the work of the Holy Spirit that, that brings this, about this new unity amongst the saints. And trust me, if the Holy Spirit wasn't working in us, we would struggle with unity. Don't look at the person next to you, but, you know, there's reasons, you know, why some people get along and don't get along. And there's reasons why we're all here not, like, trying to kill each other. And as much as you go, oh, that's because I'm really patient. No, you're not. You're a sinful human being, you know. Without the work of the Holy Spirit inside of each and every one of us, the unity would collapse. But one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to unite us. Is to unite us. All right. Let me give you a quick recap. Six roles of the Holy Spirit. Number one, the Holy Spirit regenerates, brings about new life. Number two, the Holy Spirit empowers, gives us spiritual power to continue to do what we need to do. Also, continue that, and, and in times, to resist things and places that we shouldn't be doing and going. Number three, the Holy Spirit purifies us. It separates the impure from the pure. Number four, the Holy Spirit reveals what? Reveals the truth of God, the presence of God, the will of God in our lives. Finally, uh, fifth, the Holy Spirit comforts us. Through the truth of God, it, the Holy Spirit comforts our souls. And finally, the Holy Spirit unites us, brings about a new unity. It's not just, the Holy Spirit isn't just working for one person. The Holy Spirit is working for community. And when we get to the fruits of the Spirit, and when we get to the gifts of the Spirit, I promise you, without the context of unity, you cannot completely understand why they're there. The Holy Spirit unites us. So, so now we know what the Holy Spirit does. Right? And that's a great information session. But when I was in Bible college, preaching 101, they taught me this. Preaching is never about conveying information. Preaching is always about heart transformation. Can I tell you right now, that information probably did not transform your life. It was great information. It's great to get to know more and more about God. And I said last week, right, it's important because it's God. We need to know the Holy Trinity and we need to know the Holy Spirit because it's God. We need to get to know Him. If we say we're in relationship with Him, we need to get to know Him more and more. But the question that I, I was asking myself this week once again was, what's all of this got to do with me? So what if these are the roles of the Holy Spirit? So what if that's the job description of the Holy Spirit? What's it got to do with me? And actually, I finished half of the sermon. I finished the, the first half of the sermon up to that point, three days ago, two days ago. And then I got stuck on this question for two days. And I was like, that's great. Holy Spirit re, you know, regenerates and reveals and purifies and comforts and unifies. It's all fantastic. But what's it got to do with me? And what's it got to do with you? And as I was asking God to, ironically, reveal His will, this is, this is what I believe that it came down to, for me and for you. 
See, the Holy Spirit, the one who gives new life, the one who gives us power to do work, the one who sanctifies us by keeping us pure, the one who reveals to us the truth of God, the one who comforts us with his sheer presence, and the one who unites us as the body of Christ. This amazing Holy Spirit is working in you today. Okay, let me try that again. This amazing Holy Spirit is at work in you today. (laughs) Can I tell you, when you understand when you understand that this is not just a description of what God does, this is not just a description of what the Holy Spirit can do, but it is a testimony of what the Holy Spirit is doing and wanting to do in your lives. That's when it goes from information into transformation. If you cannot reconcile this fact, if you cannot go from the idea that, oh, this is what the Holy Spirit does, that's fantastic and that's great. If you cannot recognize that it's not someone else, but it's the Holy Spirit working in me. It's what the Holy Spirit can do in me. It's what the Holy Spirit wants to do in me. Then, then life changes. God is at work in each and every one of us through the Holy Spirit, whether you know that or not. And it's a question of whether you believe that or not. Do you believe this? Let me tell you, some of you, spiritually dead. Right? Not that you had to change. It's just that's where you started from. You know, we were all dead in our sins and our trespasses, right? We were dead. Some of you are spiritually dead and you need the Holy Spirit to regenerate new life in you. You know, you might not be like, oh, that's not for me. That might be for someone else. You know, but you might, you might be thinking about someone else. This idea that the Holy Spirit needs to regenerate new life in them. Some of us, We need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need the empowerment of the Holy Spirit right now. Some of you, you you got big hurdles in front of you. You, you, You're struggling with things like addictions. You're struggling with things like, like, you know, bad habits. Some of us have got big, huge futures, but you just need some strength to get over and do it. You need the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Some of us need the Holy Spirit, to purify us. Some of our lives are so juggled up right now, you can't even tell the difference between what is God and what is not of God. It's just murky. Some of you, you're struggling with sin. Some of you, you're struggling to even get out of sin. What do you need? You need the Holy Spirit to purify. Some of you, you need guidance. You need truth. You need direction. You need to know what God's will for you is. You need the Holy Spirit to reveal to you. Some of you, 
you need a hug. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and, and the hug from the person next to you just isn't enough. You know? <laughs> you know, some of you right now, and we, look, I, I don't want to make light of your situation, but for some of you, you're going through hell. Your life's horrible right now. You need to know that someone's there fighting for you and someone's there to give you a hug. You need the Holy Spirit to give you comfort. Some of you, you just, on your own, you just struggle to come to church because you don't like everyone at church and you think that everyone doesn't like you. You don't see the need for unity in the church. You just think, well, if I just read my Bible, if I just believe that God is real, then that's enough. You, some of you, you just you need the Holy Spirit to come and unify you. As I said, the work of the Holy Spirit is not mystical. It's like nothing, nothing out of those six that I've told you is some kind of like, ooh, revealer. You know, like, you know, like it's not like that. If you, if you get to that point, trust me, if you get to that point, you're not going to go towards God. You're going to walk away from God. But the Bible tells us quite clearly that these are the things that the Holy Spirit does. And of course, there are times where you're like, I don't understand. But just because you don't understand doesn't mean that it's not real. Just because you don't understand. Well, since when did your level of understanding be the be-all and at-all? I don't understand. Therefore, it must not exist. Come on. It's not like that. Just because you don't understand. There are many things in this world you don't understand, and yet you still go along with it. You know? How is water purified? I know, that sounded really random, but, you know, I just thought of that. Does anyone here know the A, B, C, D to Z about how water is purified without going to Google? But what? You still drink out of the tap, right? Understanding and knowledge is... Uh, uh, I don't want to say it in a bad way, but it's a little bit overrated. Just because we don't understand the workings of the Holy Spirit doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit's not working. Just because you don't understand how God is working in your life doesn't mean that God is not working. Friends, tonight, I, as I present to you who the Holy Spirit is through God's Word, you have a choice. You can leave it at information. Ah, the Holy Spirit, the great comforter. Ah, what a good guy. Ah, the great revealer. Ah, brings about unity. What a, what a good fella. What a good chap, you know? Like, you can leave the person of God as an idea, as facts, as information, or you can start to believe that the Holy Spirit is real and is working in your life tonight. And if you want that, you can have that. You can have that. All of these things that the Holy Spirit does, you can have that tonight. Can I tell you, when, during worship, during worship, I, I just came to a point where I was like, God, I'm going to preach this sermon, but you better preach it to me first. You know, this whole week, one of the struggles that I've been having is, is just bad news. Just hear bad news here. You know, friends struggling. 
You know, church is struggling. You know, pastors struggling. Bad news, bad news, bad news. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I was like, oh, my God, how am I going to get over this? And then I got to this idea of God the comforter. And I was like, okay, that's a great idea, God. And I realized even for me as I was preparing the message, God the comforter was a great idea but was not a reality. My friends, I'm asking you tonight, do you want to make the Holy Spirit a great idea or do you want to make him a reality in your life? Because when he is a reality, it goes from information to life transformation. Your lives will be changed forever. So let me ask you, what area in your life do you need God to move? Do you need new life? Do you need some guidance and truth? Do you need some power? Do you need some comfort? Do you need some unity? Do you need some purity? What do you need? Because here's the beauty of it. It's available for you today. It's available for you right now. See, Jesus says, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you. I'm going to send you an advocate. I'm going to send you an advocate. I'm going to read this again. Where are we? John. Here we go. John 4. 14, and I'll ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. Oh, is that a truth? Do you believe that God is with you? See, for me, right, out of all the things that the Holy Spirit does, I think that's the biggest thing for me. The Holy Spirit reminds us that God is with us, that we are not alone. And whatever we're going through in our lives, whether it be good seasons or bad seasons. See, when we're going through good, good seasons, what's the Holy Spirit reminding us of? It wasn't because of you. So we don't get big heads. So we don't start playing God ourselves. And then when we're going through tough seasons, what's the Holy Spirit reminding us? Hey, it wasn't because of you. Hey, I'm here with you. I'm going to journey with you. You're not alone. Friends, take the idea of the Holy Spirit. Take the information of who the Holy Spirit is and make it a reality in your life. Tap into that reality because your lives will transform. Because this is God and he wants to be a part of your life tonight. I pray that this Holy Spirit wouldn't just be information. It become a reality in your life. And at the end of the day, it become transformation. Amen. Let's pray.